0: today on the ZabeCast, there has never been a more surreal week in my lifetime and I'm sure yours we've gone from NBA teams defying city recommendations on Wednesday to what looks like a virtual nationwide lockdown this morning to say something doesn't add up is the understatement of the century we forge on in the face of cancelmania 2020 so buggle up and let's go <laughs> here we go Monday, March 16, 2020, thank you for downloading (sighs) Deep Breath here. This is going to be a rambling and semi-coherent Zadecast today, it's just me today, and I waited until until 10.15 on Sunday night to go ahead and sit down and record this, and I'm glad that I did, because I kind of thought, well shoot, I'm going to get ahead of the game put one in the can on Saturday, maybe, maybe another one on Sunday and just sort of enjoy what is looking like a very slow period in sports. I'm really glad I didn't do that. So here we are, unprecedented, uncharted territory with pretty much everything collapsing, everything closing in the span of 48 hours. And I'm trying to grapple with What's really going on here? I think it can be one of a couple of things. First of all, let's remember they played six NBA games on Wednesday night with fans in attendance. One of the games, actually Thursday's game in California was going to be without fans. Okay. They did this and they were planning to keep playing games against the recommendations of some city mayors and some city leaders saying, We want to limit uh, crowd sizes to under 1,000 or 5,000. It's now Monday, and the number is like 25 or 50, 50, crowds of 50 or less. How do we go this far this fast? A couple possible theories. One is everybody in government at every level fucked up big time and didn't see what they all say is a oncoming tsunami of cases. And more importantly, an oncoming tsunami of critical cases that require hospitalization and death that it's almost like, you know, the, uh, the, the, the tidal wave in Indonesia, the tsunami, there's some grainy footage of it. That you can see where people see, oh, look at that. The water's going out. Oh, that's weird. And nobody really kind of knew, nobody was panicking right then. Like, oh, that's a weird thing. And then you could see it just on the horizon, some of the grainy footage. And it was at that point you go, oh, that looks like a pretty big wave that's coming. Oh, shit. Everybody would have gotten it wrong. I know that, of course, the president is taking lots of shit for this, but let's also be honest. I'm going to pick a Democrat for you. The governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, said on Friday at his press conference, Hey, New Yorkers, keep going out to bars. Keep going out to restaurants. We got to keep supporting the local economy. The schools were still open in New York City as of Friday. By Sunday, midday, Cuomo was like, well, I'm not going to shut down bars and restaurants, but, you know, they really need to kind of chill it out a little bit. And then in the last couple hours, it's like they're saying they're going to shut down all non-essential services in New York City. So there are politicians on both sides of it that were pretty oblivious up until five days ago. And many of these NBA owners would err on the side of caution, would err on the side of, eh, I don't think it's going to be that bad. So either everybody missed all these signals, or something has changed, or they have learned something new in the last five days that they're not really telling us about. Theory number two, and I pray to God this is it, that in two weeks we're going to go, wow, what was that all about? That was a huge overreaction. I pray that's the case. I kind of had thought that was going to be the case. But as I delved more and more into reading all kinds of shit this weekend about coronavirus and outbreaks and everything else, way too much for my brain to rest easy, I realized you can't trust any of these numbers. Like, you don't know who's lying and who's not lying, how much of it is current, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, some reports and numbers you think you believe more. First of all, I do believe from anecdotal reports and from news reports that in China they're pretty much back up and running, or at least at a limited capacity. Now, they've been through the worst of it, obviously, and that would be bad if if, if 80,000 uh, infections in America, and 3,000 deaths would occur, like in China, and people were being stacked up in parking lots and tents. That's really, really, really bad. But then again, at the same time, if if we're as bad as China, it's still not that bad in the big scheme of things. But it all goes back to the whole thing of you know, uh, a bus full of 30 people you don't know flying off a cliff is a tragedy if you know somebody on the bus, if you don't know who they are, you don't give a shit. Your elderly mother falling down and breaking her hip is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. So it's all perspective. So you can say from an abstract standpoint, if this is the peak and if we go through what China goes through and we can't obviously physically lock people down like they did in China. But if it's a 100,000 Confirmed cases, 3,000 to 4,000 confirmed dead, a overwhelming surge on the hospitals that is very ugly to see in America. That's bad, but if it dies down in eight weeks, then we'll be okay, right? Of course, we don't know if it's going to die down in eight weeks. Everyone's saying, well, we're on the same track as Italy. Two weeks ago, Italy, and they said, look at the uh, videos of people from Italy. And it's two weeks ago, everyone's walking around like, oh, no big deal. Then again, I read up a lot about why Italy might be hit worse than other countries. They have a high concentration of Chinese garment laborers that are from China that fly back and forth all the time. Uh, This part of their so-called Silk Road partnership with China and the uh, fashion industry in Italy. Their smoking rate is 10% higher than in America. Their age is about 10 years on average, higher than America. Their healthcare system, while good, doesn't necessarily have as much intensive care beds and equipment per capita as we do in America. And early on, they didn't close any flights to China, which at least the president did uh, back in late January, I believe. And there's a lot of cold takes on both sides, on all sides of this. I mean, obviously the president is going to eat a ton of cold takes and get a ton of criticism, and much of it deserved. He's the commander-in-chief. He's the president. The buck does stop with him. But you have politicians running for president on the Democratic side who tweeted out that basically the travel ban on China was racist. Oh, really? You had AOC going on video chats on Twitter, or at least posting videos, saying, This is terrible. People in Manhattan are no longer eating at Chinese restaurants. That's racist. Sort of like, get out there and eat. Now it's like, everybody clear the streets. The tsunami of coronavirus is coming. So there's people on both sides of the aisle. So either one, everybody missed it. Two, this is just why the hell not, since almost everything else is shut down, Let's really do a hard reboot, a hard shutdown for two weeks and then see where we are when it comes to the testing, the numbers, and just how many critically critical care patients there are. And then maybe we can revise perhaps the other direction after two weeks time. I don't know. The other question I've had, and okay, so those, those are two scenarios Another scenario I saw, and again, I'm not an infection, I'm an amateur epidemiologist like we all are right now, but somebody drew on a napkin two curves. One curve, because first of all, every uh, every pandemic follows a curve. And let me find uh, who that was named after. <laughs> la, 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 la. And now we're talking about flattening the curve. So there's an admission that there is a curve uh, to pandemics, always. That you can chart them, every pandemic, every disease, when it goes up real steep, it goes down real steep as well. When you flatten it, it's better because it's not going to overwhelm your healthcare system. Okay. I don't know who it is. Uh, whatever whatever the curve is. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, come on, come on. Um, If there was a curve of Totally undocumented, untested cases in the United States going back to as far as, say, late November, almost overlapping the traditional flu season, which some people suspect. And if that number started cresting, so imagine a wave that we haven't seen, and now we're starting to test for it, there's going to be a mirroring wave, now finally, that comes crashing home. Because we just didn't have the tests, and we were slow getting the tests, and we're still woefully slow with the tests, et cetera. Makes you wonder, though, because South Korea, which supposedly has a good headlock on this thing, 8,000 plus cases, almost nine, and under 100 deaths, how do they do it? And I know that I read some stories about this. They have a sophisticated system where they have basically virus detectives, and they identify patients who are suspected and they track them and they monitor their cell phone usage and they send them texts and they harangue them, just everything short of necessarily what China would do, which is throw you in jail. And that was maybe why they got their arms around it better because they had this more sophisticated thing. But their number of people per square mile is so much more dense than in the US. And I kept thinking to myself, looking at these numbers, why can't we be like China? Why can't we, you know, let not lead, but why I was hoping I'm like, well, okay. So this thing will, will ramp up to eight, 9,000 cases. Then we'll sit on it and then start bending it down just like South Korea has been doing and hopefully keeping deaths as they have under a hundred. Also, there was a stat on one of these websites, worldometers that is clearly incorrect or it is delayed. As of all weekend long, it was saying that of the some 3,900, you know, cases in the U.S., only 10 were severe or critical. And then I read a story just on Sunday night in which they said, well, uh, in New York State alone, there's 167 coronavirus patients who have been admitted to the hospital. And I said, whoa, so that 10 number is way wrong. And in Korea, they say there's only 60 that are acute or severe, and that probably doesn't include hospitalization. There's also stories in the US of patients who are in the hospital with some wicked ass stuff. They think it's coronavirus, but they're still waiting to get their test back. It's amazing too. It's infuriating that some people get their test back in a matter of like that. Other people in serious condition are, you know, we don't know just yet, but. Tell them to keep fighting. Of course, it's not so important necessarily to know once somebody is on an ICU that they are indeed coronavirus positive because at that point they're battling for their life and they're not going to go anywhere for quite some time. But still, it would be, I guess, nice to know for the family, which there's a story about a woman in Virginia that that was exactly the case. So maybe there's this wave that we didn't see. So maybe there are truly hundreds of thousands of cases in the U S and it is now bubbled up so that we've got so many cases in the U S right now, we're going to see a sharp wave that is hopefully not too high. Like let's say the total number is somewhat close to China and we're talking about three to four to 5,000 dead when it's all said and done in a sharp outbreak that goes up real steep and then down real quick because the virus has worked its way through the population just looking for the weakest victim. Not, not that it's looking, you know what I'm saying? It's not looking for anybody, but maybe it's just taken a long time to get to the cases that they can easily that the virus can can kill. And maybe we're going to reach that point now. I, I don't know. At this point, I'm, I'm a veg. I don't know if you can tell. I'm a, I'm a fucking veg. And then this recommendation by the CDC that all events should be postponed of 50 or more for eight weeks. I mean, talk about a gut punch. It was already enough of a gut punch to lose this most glorious month of sports. Selection Sunday, conference tournament, Selection Sunday, get drunk on St. Paddy's Day, first two days of the tournament, Zabe Vegas after that, that's done obviously, Vegas is shut down now, I'm assuming domestic travel is going to be shut down soon as well, um, all, it was bad enough to lose this, oh, opening day, pushed back, Masters, postponed, Nicholas says, I'm afraid it's not going to be played. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm like the masters. Why don't you just, just wait a minute. You got some time. It's like the sports leagues are being told one thing. And then we, the public don't really know. I don't know, man. I do not know. I pray to God that this turns out to be way too much. And that it's not so bad, but it's, it's scary. It's scary. And the problem is I had anticipated sort of a fun, lighthearted month of shows and sports things and goofing around the kind of shit that we normally do, uh, in sports and sports radio to keep you entertained. I don't know, man. I don't really feel that in my bones. Right now, I don't feel that in my bones for the next eight weeks. And I mean, if there is, if that, if it really is eight weeks or or longer, I mean, the the ramifications on the industry, sports industry, sports media industry, are going to be severe. They're going to be severe. All right, who wants to talk about the NFL players agreeing? to a new collective bargaining agreement. Ooh, ooh, I do. It passed by only 64 votes or something like that, and I believe about 500 eligible players and soon-to-be NFL players chose not to vote. That's pretty embarrassing. Almost on the same day as this thing passed... Kyler Murray, the first pick in the draft last year, showed off a $95,000 diamond encrusted gold Bruce Lee necklace with glimmering pendant on it. And I'm like, well, there you go. Now, Kyler Murray can, um, you know, he can afford that, but that necklace was essentially. You know, they say about a six figure hundred thousand dollar raise for some of the minimum w- wage players, of course, before taxes and everything else. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, left gunner for the kick team. See that necklace on your quarterback? Yeah, that was the raise that your union got you. Congratulations, enjoy it. Put it into a you know 401k. Well, actually, not right now. But you wait till things die down just a bit. then put it into a 401k. Well, it'll uh it'll grow. It'll grow over time. Just be patient. No, you're no, you're not getting a necklace like that. No, you're just you're gonna get a 17th game is what you're gonna get. I've yet to delve into the nuances and the details of the new collective bargaining agreement. I think there's a lot of things that are still not flexible. Uh, I heard extra playoff game. Nobody really wanted it, uh, or two extra spots. I heard extra bye week during the regular season. Okay, fine. Uh, neutral site games for the 17th game. A lot of them will be overseas. Some of them could be in the States and big college stadiums. That's kind of cool. But fucking 17 game regular season. The fuck? Nobody wanted this. Really? Okay. And if it was me, I would have gone after the franchise tag. And I know that nobody, th- I mean, not a lot of people think that way. Because they go, well, look at how few guys actually get it. Ah, but anyone could get it. It, preve- it, it gives the owners that peace of mind like, well... We can always keep him one more year. This does kind of fuck Dak Prescott. Well, not really. It fucks the Cowboys more than I think about it. They get The new deal apparently is only going to limit, you know, you can only spend one tag on, uh, you know, the franchise tag, not two. So they got to get a deal with, done with Dak to be sure. Uh, the Titans come to an agreement with Ryan Tannehill and it is for a lot of money. But it's not all guaranteed. Like a lot of these NFL contracts, they are funny money. So we'll see about that. Um, about $30 million a year. It's more money on an AAV, at least for the first couple of years, than Kirk Cousins. That's to be expected. Tannehill balled out this year. His teammates loved him. But I want to remind you, he was on the junk heap. He was on the scrap heap less than a year ago. So what are you going to do? Pay these guys? You have to pay these guys. The quarterbacks are... The show. NFL said the league year is going to proceed as planned. Free agency is going to proceed as planned. I wholeheartedly agree with this because you can do it all without meeting in person. It actually gave me a little bit of optimism before the news of the CDC eight week sentence hit. I'm like, all right, here we go. One thing doing something, you know, Dana White having MMA matches in empty arenas. Was at least, okay, somebody's soldiering through. All right, all right, let's 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 keep powering on. But um, we'll see if this NFL thing stands. We'll see if they don't change it. Almost every single entity that said, no, we're going to carry on, has since folded. Since folded. I mean, co- going back to last Thursday when there was college basketball games about to be played, they played one half of basketball and then pulled the guys off the court. PGA Tour said on Wednesday, we're going to play the players' tournament. We're perfectly safe. Next thing you know, we're going to play tomorrow, but no fans. And then it's like, okay, we're going to play round two. No, you're not going to play round two. It's done. It's over. Finished. Same thing for, you know, bars, restaurants, everything else. It's all collapsed. So the NFL is pressing ahead probably because if they wait, they could be waiting into the teeth of what will be the storm of increased cases and increased Severe cases. God, let's hope it doesn't come to that, but now it looks like that's the case. All of us could have done a better job of self isolating a while ago. And I know you're saying, well, we told, some people were telling you, you, Zabe, were among the people poo pooing this. Hey, I was going off the data I was looking at and my own intuitions and every bit of info I could sort of gather. And I was on the same square last Wednesday as the NBA players or the NBA teams. So I was not that much out of the mainstream. Crazy days. Crazy days. Uh, let's see. Salary cap is going to be lower this year. $198.2 million, Lower than projected. I say good. That's less money to waste on the Jimmy Graham's if you're a Packer fan and the Paul Richardson's, if you're a Redskin fan of free agency, NCAA committee said they were not going to put out a bracket for us to look at. I say that's bullshit. They should have done it. I know it's like getting a picture of a bike instead of a real bike. I mean, I looked at pictures of stuff in the Sears catalog from October through December as a kid, like you probably did. And it always made me happy. Always. You're like, oh, look at that. Speaking of brackets. We are going to reignite the Tournament of Babes, providing there is not a zombie apocalypse tomorrow or Tuesday, providing we're still on the air tomorrow or Tuesday. Again, I have no idea where this thing is going to go next. Uh, It's going to be fun. Uh, Josh, my producer, has uh, gone to the great length of actually providing conferences from which we're going to have automatic qualifiers, followed by uh, the actual field of 64 babes. So, yeah regarding the limit on takeout food only or beer or booze i guess in your car cuz that was what you know these restaurants and bars you can only only do pickup or delivery can't go into the organiz- in, into the uh, actual place of business i said it would be great to organize a bunch of caravans and just have restaurants start making food left and right and just say we're bringing 100 cars get ready lunchtime let's go And you go get a burger, you get a fish fry, you get pizza, and you say, put a 12-pack of beer in the trunk, here's your 50 bucks, we're helping you out during a crisis, and we're on our way. Uh, Twitter, uh, a tweet from somebody saying, Zave, this CBA is like a sports talk buffalo right when we need it most. No, no, it's not a buffalo. It's a packet of beef jerky. It's just, we're starving right now, so we'll pretty much eat anything. La 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 la, la la la, let's go to the likes on the old, by the way, who here amongst us is not getting freaked out by every little, am I hot? Like I'm sort of hot right now thinking, Jesus, am I coming down with a fever? (laughs) Uh, What's going to happen to the Vegas and LA stadiums if this coronavirus delay is lengthy? Good question. I think the answer is, uh, it would fuck it up. ISIS is telling its terrorists not to travel to Europe for jihad because of coronavirus. What do the kids say? Shit just got real. Ken Burns says that they are going to stream baseball, his Jillian Part series on the history of the game on PBS so that we can all share uh, in the glory of the national pastime while we hopefully ride out this storm somebody in milwaukee was seen rolling down the road in a motorized porta potty i kid you not uh there was a good bite here oh go to the youtubes do i have this queued up here hold on a second sorry sorry yeah i got it <laughs> uh democratic debate uh no People in attendance, but they still debate it anyway. Um, Bernie Sanders with the quote of the time nice. and time again talking about the necessity with pride about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that. No. All right. America, go to the website right now. Go to the YouTube right now. <laughs> go to the YouTube. The replies to this with the Statler and Waldorf Muppets uh, from Puppets from the Muppet Show are absolutely fantastic. <laughs> People were into the debate, though. I once I got this eight-week sentence from the CDC, I was just floored. I'm like, I can't even be into anything. Uh, according to a source, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, the Niners were Tom Brady's first choice. But the Niners said, nah. We're going to stick with Garoppolo, even though he didn't get it done for us in the Super Bowl. Uh, the NHL thought as recently as Friday they might be back skating next week. That's crazy. May 10th is probably the earliest on that front. Of course, all the resorts in Vegas are closing. Uh, MGM Grand has followed the win Resorts. It is off. Uh, I will refund everybody's money, obviously, for Zabe Vegas. Uh, I just need to make sure I put a sizable deposit down on the Top Golf venue for about $3,000. I want to get that back first. I am not going to keep your $150, but I just need to make sure that they go ahead and ah, cancel that, and then I'll be good to go. Whoa, GSPN says the NBA sees its best case scenario for return as mid to late June with no fans attending I mean at that point you just shouldn't play the season. Uh, we well, can play the NBA finals with no fans? Bucks fans have waited their whole life to make the NBA finals with Giannis and you're going to play in an empty building? no, just don't play it. Like what's the point, honestly? Sorry, I told you this would be a bit disorganized as I just make sure to scroll through and uh Oh yeah, here's another one. All right, so listen to the experts, they say, right? Yeah, listen to the experts. Do you know how many experts have been wrong about this pandemic so far? I mean, there's even some of the government experts, you know? The World Health Organization and their chief, Tedros Adhanom Gehibriasis, said back in late January that widespread travel bans and restrictions weren't needed to stop the outbreak and instead could have the effect of increasing fear and stigma with little public health benefit. (laughs) Union leaders have separately called for a coordinated government response and warned authorities against profiling people of Asian descent while addressing the threat. (laughs) That's one of your experts. World Health Organization. So wrong. Nevada brothel demands masked sex during coronavirus scare. Do you really think? Ooh, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah, this is good. Oh, that's yeah, good. Oh, you liking that, baby? All right, that's great. All right, that's great. Uh, more from Tannehill's deal. Jeff Darlington says twenty twenty is seventeen point five million guaranteed fully. 2021 is 24.5 fully guaranteed. 2022 is 29 million guaranteed, but only for injury and fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2021 league year. So in other words, as Andrew Brandt tweets, two years and we'll see. So it's not worth as much as I guess was originally reported. Uh, Distilleries are making hand sanitizer and giving it out for free to combat coronavirus. Does it work? Exactly, I have no idea. Wall Street Journal. This is the real story. Are we living in a simulated world? <laughs> the idea that the world we experience is an illusion being fed to us by powerful computers popularized by the Matrix movies is just crazy enough to be worth taking seriously. <laughs> That's from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Ken and Drake did not like the CBA. This was short-sighted and constructed to benefit the players who made the majority of the league. Yes, minimum salary was raised, but at the cost of players who paved the way physically, psychologically, just to be shortchanged with a voice to defend, without a voice to defend their benefits. Sad. <laughs> he ends it like Trump. Sad. Uh, they took out the holy water fonts from church today, says Paul Stanos. Of course, it reminded me of Family Guy. Yes. There's always good Family Guy references to be had here. There's no such thing as tainted holy water. Come on, we'll do it ourselves. story, Griffin, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And Space Ghost. What are you doing? <laughs> also, the Simpsons apparently had two elements of this sort of virus scare in which, and let me look it up for you right now, I know I should have done prep, Simpsons predicts I think it was called the Osaka flu. Homer ordered a, oh, it's a partially false claim from Reuters. They're actually fact-checking whether people, fact-checking whether the Simpsons really did predict the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, It was the Osaka flu, and Homer ordered a juicer from Japan, and one of the workers sneezed in it. It gets sent to the US and then of course all hell breaks out after that. Here, where's where's the video for me? Come on, man. Come on, man. I know it's in here somewhere. Please don't tell the supervisor I have the flu. I've been working with a shattered pelvis for three weeks. <laughs> Oh, my juice loosener's never gonna come juice hey listener. dad this came for you in the mail woohoo <laughs> mother get an extra special hug ready I bought you a new juicer good lord flu germs entering every orifice in my head <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday ah! <laughs> uh I think it ends with Tom Hanks being quarantined somewhere remote. Let me see if this is in the clip here. Yeah, no. Um, anyway, yeah, unbelievable. All right, what else do I have? Oh, last one. <laughs> Club pro guy on Twitter. Holy shit. His new storyline is that their chief greenskeeper, uh, Miguel Vega, has contracted the coronavirus, and he is being absolutely crass and insensitive about him clinging to life. Okay, guys, thanks for coming in. He's got a message. I've got an announcement on. to make, and then I will have time to take a couple questions. Some really sad news to report today. As most of you have probably already heard, Miguel Vega our head greenskeeper, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Despite the fact that he seems to be feeling better, we all know from watching the news that this is a death sentence. Jesus. So on behalf of the club, I'd like to send an early condolence to Marguerite, his wife of 41 years, as well as his 14 children and 77 grandchildren. Jesus. I uh, hope it doesn't get too bad. I hope we can laugh in the coming days, but man, oh, sorry about that. Um, but there you go. Club pro guy making the most of it. All right. That's all I got for tonight. I don't know what to say. Uh, zombie apocalypse is coming or hopefully we will just have overcorrected and we will have done our part to shut down Corey COVID-19, who turned out to be quite a son of a bitch, quite a player. And I thought it wasn't going to be that big a deal. Teaches, teaches me to believe anything you read online or think out there. All right, hang in there, people. Uh, as we like to say, self-isolate or self-immolate or social distance or whatever you want to say. Uh, stay safe out there. Be healthy. Help your fellow man. Try to laugh and smile. And we will power through this all together. And I will see you tomorrow if the world is still here.